everybody, welcome back to Nagler, a Star Wars story. It's Madeline. And Aaron. Um, and it is one week oh until the rise of Skywalker. The rise so naturally, of Skywalker. Naturally, The Last Jedi was trending like two <laughs> days mean, ago. Do we have to talk about it? Oh, I I'm finally like, just got over I'm it. I'm like, listen, The Last Jedi stays relevant and unbothered. It's like, let's be real. All you bitches want to look like me. Want to be in demand, get booked like me. Want to run up in the lab and cook like me. I'll just do the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I tweeted about this at Nagler ASW story um, earlier, but we're not going to talk about the new um, TV spots. TV spots, because they are Even juicy. Even though they just dropped and a I have, huge one. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And I have seen it, but we're not going to talk about it out of respect for those who are avoiding the TV spots um, from now on. And then next week we'll have like a big first impression. Blowout. I assume session. my dad will be thrilled and I will be pretty ready disappointed to, by be ready everything. To write off Star Wars my fandom forever. My hope for this movie has been severely diminished with every new piece of information that comes out. I'm like, well, like the way <laughs> well. I was like, J.J. Abrams has achieved the unthinkable by disappointing me with his decision making for a movie before I've even seen the movie. So, you know, we'll see, I guess, how he continues that theme next week with the actual film. But, um. See, but okay, let's get into it. My hopes. Let's are not get into it. Right let's now. do it. We're going to talk about it. And this is kind of the elephant in the room. We went back and forth on Twitter a little bit there a couple days ago. And. My kind of continuing contention, which was kind of my reaction when throughout a lot of this this week, actually, um, you talk about the last Jedi, the last Jedi trending. It seems that every fan who loved Last Jedi, and there were many of you, are taking every utterance on this press tour as a personal attack. And that has driven me insane. Like, to a place of a lack of sanity. Um, I wouldn't say personal attack. I think um, my frustration came from, like... Like, I think that this conversation is not um, general. Like, it changes with regards to each quote. So, for instance, with the one that was circulating about what JJ said. But the New York Times one where he was like, the pendulum swing? Yeah. I know, I that saw that one. one got a lot of heat. It, for me, it was more like, can we not advertise the movie as, don't worry, we're fixing everything. Like, that's how it felt. And it was like, to me, I feel like Disney keeps trying to like, um, market this movie to like a group of fans who are just never going to be satisfied with anything Disney does and a lot of it felt like that quote specifically just felt so like don't worry you guys like this one's going to be good like don't worry about it well, I like, love how you say New York yeah but I just mean like they were like you know we're going to fix everything like don't worry and it's like no I want the story not to f 
like go back and like make these things like when he was talking about i don't think audiences liked the meta answer to mm-hmm. such and such what and was such that line questions. that he said the line he said like the star wars fans don't like being told that none of this matters or whatever yeah that was. yeah and it's like if that's your interpretation interpretation of the last jedi's answers to those questions it worries me for how you're going to make this movie because right. to me the the answer was not oh none of this matters like that wasn't the answer the answer was like in regards to Ray's parentage which is obviously what they're all talking about but won't say it's like the answer wasn't oh by the way who her parents are don't matter it was Mm -hmm. the answer is this is who her parents were they abandoned her Mm -hmm. this is you know what she was forced to grow up with the reality that she now has to face Mm -hmm. and that's why it shaped her into the person that she is today people who are like we love ray as a nobody we're not like oh who her parents are don't matter like it don't matter matter. we're we're saying like we it matters that she is from nowhere and that her parents are nothing like Mm -hmm. and by the way it's like there there i know there are people out there that think that the force is like a monarchy and it's like i liked the last jedi because the answer was not it doesn't matter the answer was the force and that's why luke explaining it was such a an important scene in the movie but the answer was the force is not something that is inherited it's something that exists it, it, it has exists. its own agenda and so when you have something like the first order which mm. is threatening to you know just cloud over everything with the dark side of the force right. obviously they're going to balance it out in somebody aka ray mm-hmm. with like a great and that's why everybody's like oh she doesn't done her training i'm like <laughs> it doesn't matter i love it's how the, the it, man babies suddenly have a voice for well that's I, great. they exist in my head right, right? but it's like the whole thing is like the force is the person that uh, not it's not a person but you right. know what i mean it's no. the entity that gives her her power and her skill and her capability she obviously had great reflexes from being a scavenger anyway but i'm saying that for for the this the last jedi's purposes it's like the whole point was like the force has its own agenda its own mind and like that was the answer to the question yeah it's 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 it exists well that what i always found fascinating was like you know if you go back to the original film the way ben kenobi explains the force it's all right there yeah and then we got into many chlorians and all this bs and that kind of clouded everybody's idea of what the force is or was or whatever and I think the emphasis on the Skywalker family did yeah. make it seem like, you know, oh, this is a, a, a lineage yeah. thing. And it's no doubt that, you know, the Skywalker saga that's of which they are wrapping up. And it's like, by the way, clearly. that's why Ben has the Force. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. people outside of the Skywalkers can have the Force right. and have throughout all of these movies. Exactly. Well, and course. that's Rey. But if you're like, oh, it needs to be a Skywalker to have the Force. Yeah, that's Ben. Hello. Right. Like, and then, but then... It was just funny to me because then, you know, Ryan had that great scene where Luke is explaining the Force to Rey. And he got back to exactly what Ben Kenobi was talking about in the original film. That was one of my favorite parts of The Last Jedi. The sense that he kind of refocused the Force. You know, and made it clear, like, look, it's everywhere, all the time. Yeah. Always, always present. But it's like it needed. Some to people be done are more in tune some, with it than others. Are, exactly, it needed to be done because people 
kept asking those kinds of questions. Right. I'm like, that's why I get so frustrated with quotes like that because it's like, I feel like that interpretation is so like surface level and like the whole movie went over JJ's head no, and now I no, get worried no. about the He's Rise the of executive producer on the film. And he didn't he even helped interpret write it the right. Ending. He's a press tour where he can't talk about the film. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that has you nothing can't to read do into with it. what you said This about is the last exactly Jedi. my point. This is exactly what got me so frustrated the other day. You guys, and I'm not just singling you, but you and your ilk and everybody who just gets so... The second one of these quotes come out, and then all of a sudden Twitter just is in flames. Uh, the Boyega thing with uh, Kelly Marie Tran. That's like, separate. I know, but it's the same type of reaction where... Oh my god, this is this is outrageous. No, he's a dude on a press junket just giving an answer, an honest one at that. Okay, but and this is And so did JJ. And this is my frustration. It's like people like you who are like we're not allowed to have any reaction whatsoever to what they say or any opinion about it. I did. It I didn't even. We can rewind the tape and show everybody that it, that is not even close to what I just said. I know it's not what you said. I'm saying it's implied in your response to you're like like literally. I would say something, just my point of view, and you'd be like, "Thanks for proving my point." It's like that doesn't. First of all, help. Second of all, provide a space for a constructive conversation between people with opposing points of view. I'm not and having... See, that's the other problem. You see, and that's kind of how this podcast gets born. Because we approach online interactions very differently. Like, I'm not having meaningful, deep, really connective conversations on Twitter.com. And just, I am. That's I, well, what I'm saying. you're attempting like, to, but I think it's a terrible medium for that. And I disagree. I have met... Clearly. Listen. Example. I have some friends on Twitter right now who hate Raylo. They think it's abusive. Right, right, they right. think, you know, whatever. Know, they, they, know. They, they don't like it. Right. And we have had very heated discussions on Twitter about, right. like, I interpret the films this way. Mm-hmm. I think Raylo is reverse on Adala. I think Star Wars is more metaphorical. I don't think that it's supposed to be the same right. stakes as if this were happening in our reality. Right. You know what of I course. mean? Right. And And... They obviously interpret it differently, but I'm like, isn't that great that we can have these really interesting, well thought out conversations online? And like, I'm meeting all these people with different viewpoints than me, and I get it. It's not your thing, but I'm just saying, if it's not your thing, then like, why do you have such a because strong it, visceral? Because reaction I to like, feel I feel protective of somebody like John Boyega or J.J. Abrams, and they don't need me to defend them. Obviously, I know that. But as someone who is somewhat in a very infinitesimal way comparative to them in the public eye, I know what it's like when you're in a situation like a press junket or you're giving an interview or whatever, and you make a completely offhanded comment that then gets captured by the internet and blown up into something it's not even close to its original intent. That's what got me frustrated. I know, but, and I agree with you, and this is, and I said this online, but I think this is my thing is you are clumping people together and it was a wide gamut of reactions. Like the John Boyega thing is a great example. I was offended by what he said, but I tweeted like immediately specifically that I was like, I think I understood his intent with that answer. Mm -hmm. I just think the word choice was really poor because Kelly Marie Tran was specifically called out by the interviewer and right. like was a integral part of the question so him saying in a royal sense mm. you mm. 
as his word choice, like are mentally weak to, or whatever. For anyone who's I'm listening, saying, I, there's probably people listening, at least coming to this from my end, who have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Uh, John Boyega was asked about Kelly Marie Tran and, and others, but mostly it was through the prism of Kelly Marie Tran basically getting off of social media because of all the abuse that she was mm-hmm. getting. And John Boyega, and I am completely paraphrasing here, um, reducing this, but he essentially said, no, that's not me. I'm, I'm not that weak. He said, he was like, you got to know how the masses think. You got to yeah. know how the masses, like, whatever. And then he was like, you got to be mentally strong. Like, right. you can't be mentally weak and, like, think that everything you read is real. And it's like, okay, but for somebody who, you know, by the time The Last Jedi had come around, he was already seasoned in in of course, terms yeah. of what is to come online and Kelly Marie Tran and that was, wasn't. Right. And and so obviously she's gonna have a more whoa. Like she went yeah, from yeah, working yeah. a day job trying exactly. to be an actress to being in fucking Star Wars. Right. And obviously the racist misogynistic abuse coupled with the fact that she was in a far more divisive movie mm. than The Force Awakens. Of like her online experience is gonna be very different of to, course it to is. John Boyega's but- wait and I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, what I said online is, like, I don't think that he had any ill intentions. I think he just put his foot in his mouth with his word choice. I don't think I he think put that, his foot in his mouth at all. I do. The, I think the, the first black stormtrooper doesn't have a point of view on this. I'm not you don't saying, think he's seen oh untold God. amounts of crap? Yes. Now we'll rewind the tape for me and say where I say he doesn't have a point of view on this. I'm saying, no, but the, the, I'm saying you're, he, you're, you're I'm parsing saying he, his word choice. I'm saying he does have a point of view on this, but him responding to a question that was specifically made about Kelly Marie Tran and his other co-workers who have gone offline because of the abuse. Right. Him Including using, Daisy Ridley. Yes. Right. Him using the royal you, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing, where I think he was probably trying to talk about himself, mm-hmm. but... I can see why a lot of people would think he's talking about them. He says, you can't be mentally weak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You can't. He's not, it's like, that's where you're supposed to say, I. And I'm not furious with him about that. I'm just saying that's how I interpreted that entire situation. It's not my opinion or anything. I'm saying I think that's what happened. I think that he was trying to talk about himself, but his word choice was really poor. So he put his foot in his mouth and... Everybody got really pissed because they thought that he was because they're about hypersensitive them. and they fucking look into this crap way too much. That's also, my point. and this is not John Boyega's fault, but I will say I think that this entire cycle right. has been incredibly unkind to Kelly, and so people I think were burying that sort of like. Rage, and this was just an outlet for it all. This to is pop where it popped off. off. Yeah, right. I mean, think about That's it. Possible. There was a merch. I get that. There was okay. Merch was displayed. The first um, Push, Rise of Skywalker right, right. merch, and Rose had her own shirt. We all go to the Disney store on Triple Force Friday. It's the same shirt, but they took Rose off of it. There's the poster that leaks that has Finn and Rose, and then it comes out officially, and they've replaced Rose with Claude, the alien. The alien, Exactly. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Where's Rose? So that's thing one, right? Right. Then there was the incident where 
the Entertainment Weekly stills from the movie came out. I remember. And mm-hmm. John Boyega posted them, and and this leads me to my next point. But he was like, you know, with my G's or like whatever. Mm-hmm, right. And it's like him and Oscar and him and Naomi. But the picture with Oscar had Rose in it in the full still, and he specifically cropped it out so Kelly was no longer in it. Um, and everybody was kind of like, that's kind of whack. Like, why would you crop her out? Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this leads me to my final point, which I said to my friends, and I know nobody wants to hear it, and it's very unpopular, but these actors are people, and people don't always get along, and my sneaking suspicion for a while now has been that John and Kelly might have some beef. I'm not saying they hate each other, but I don't think that they're like I mean, on I don't the best terms. Harris, I don't think either. it's Harrison Ford and Sean Young on Blade Runner, but I hear what you're saying. I just maybe like you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. No, maybe of they're not. not you know, they're, you're not gonna be best the, friends with everybody you work exactly. with. Exactly, and it's like just, maybe they're not like friends really. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like between him cropping her out of that thing and like in every interview when they're asked mm. about Finn Rose, he's like, "Y'all hear something, mm. Finco?" Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's like maybe John and Kelly just aren't. And then that other interview where valid. he was like, "I hated working on the Last Jedi because I was separated from all of my friends," and everybody was like, "But what about Kelly?" And it's like maybe they're not and friends. friends. Exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like I want them to be friends because I love this entire cast and I would love for us to all just be like. One big happy, happy family, family. <laughs> but like that's not how life is. And I, and you know, whatever people are gonna think what they're gonna think, but I kind of think that maybe John and Kelly had a falling out or like something. And or maybe and, they just never, never connected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to think not... that because of the last Jedi press tour, they were very close. They were like paired right. up the whole time and joking around and like, you know, yeah. and it's like, I, I'm just, but I'm just saying like maybe they're just, yeah. I don't know, something happened. They're not friends, you know, and, right. and that's okay. You know, yeah, it's okay course. for them to not be friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so that was the first thing. Second thing oh my is... God, how many are there? <laughs> the second thing is the Mandalorian that oh, came right. out today right. and sucked major ass. Madeline. I hated it you know. so much. First of all, I can barely give a review because it was so boring that I skipped through like half of it. I loved it. I had a ball. I hated it. Of course you did because it had action. You're not an action yeah, fan. no. I will say I, I agree. The characters, with, all I, of them. I agree the with your. Uh, I agree with your take on Bill Burr. Yeah. Like severely miscast. Really hard to concentrate because. Because I was just thinking, it's oh, Bill it's Burr. Bill Burr with his like <laughs> New day. York accent. All day, all episode, all you're Burr. thinking is it's Bill Burr in space. And then I was saying to my dad, probably least favorite Star Wars character of all time is that purple chick. I don't know her name, <laughs> but from today's episode, oh my god, I hated her so much. But aren't you kind of supposed to hate her? Isn't that the, the whole point? I, sure. I think she's, you're supposed to not like her. But I'm also kind of like, I feel like there are Star Wars characters that you're like supposed to hate, but you you like them you anyway. You love to hate them. Because right. like like Jabba the Hutt, like right. he's not a likable character by any right. means, but in he he stayed very, in the he's fans' very, hearts because he's very he's, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. she was just like I wanted to like. I was like, get her off my screen, quick. Like, I didn't enjoy seemed, watching yeah. her or listening I thought to her. A lot and, of the characterizations were very over the top. And yeah. very, like, and she specifically. Um, but, you know, Clancy, Brown, Clancy Brown's character was the same kind of way. Like, very, very two-dimensional. Yeah. But all that said, you come to it for, like, these deep levels of character. I mean, it's yeah. Star Wars. It ain't never been about that. Like, it is sometimes when they make magic when they have good chemistry with the actors and there's a good director 
it's happened. But for the most part, I'm there for the pew pew. And there was a lot of pew pew today, and I loved it. I had a great time. But I disagree. I think that it's always been about deep character stuff in the feature films. All well, of I them. think, yes. I just I think, think maybe the, in the medium of a TV show, it just doesn't translate. Well, and they're short episodes, so it's not like they have long swaths of time to like delve into characters. Yeah. Um, I would like I, I, I would like to see like the I would like actual to see anything plot. happen. I would like, like to plot. see the actual plot yeah. move forward Same. next week. You know? Same. Like I I've mean, had enough of these sideshow adventures. We, I would like to see anything happen. We've had a lot of adventures, we've done a lot of different worlds, done a lot of different stuff. Now it's time. And I said to you or my friends or somebody, but I'm like, I feel like part of the problem here is that it's literally like a different director every week. And I'm like, maybe if it was like one director for a while, it would yeah. be easier to move the story forward. Yep. I don't know. I did like And Dave. then my friend sent me this interview where we found out it's not even Pedro Pascal under the Mandalorian suit like 50% of the time. It's I'm somebody sure, else. Yeah, he sure. just does the voiceover. And I was and, like, I. Well, and yeah, but when they're doing all the stunt work, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, he does. You see how physical that thing is. I mean, yeah, of course. But I was still kind of like surprised at all. I was like the serve when we find out it wasn't Adam playing Kylo in the Force <laughs> Awakens the entire movie. Um, right. Yeah, my Claudio was like, "We're just gonna get some interview with Daisy." Like, yeah, I didn't meet Adam until the Last Jedi. I don't know, <laughs> like, because <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard was like, "Yeah, I didn't meet Pedro at all." She yeah. directed a whole episode and didn't, didn't even meet, meet Pedro. Him. I know the lead of the show. So crazy. Anyway, so yeah, I hated it, except for the last, like, three seconds where he gives Baby Yoda that ball. That was great. But, yeah. You just don't like it because there wasn't a lot of Baby Yoda. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you do realize why we're watching the show, right? Cause, yeah, because like, it's the Mandalorian and it's Star you know, Wars. I know the Baby Yoda is all the rage, but, he, you know, there is other stuff. There is other stuff, but not much of it. <laughs> anyway. And then the last thing, which should end the podcast on a positive note. Let's hope so. I'm sure we can screw it, it up somehow. It is a positive note. I'm sure you would screw it See, up. See, there you I'm go. Here we go. Now we're down. Now we're no, already down the road. There we go. Um, is about Kelly Marie Tran because me and Jessica um, brought her our fan scrapbook and also this after This is such Blossoms, a cool idea that you guys did Where's this. Rose? It was, to clarify 100% Jess's idea to do right. the scrapbook. Very cool. And um, Jess, I will take full credit idea. for helping to make the scrapbook <laughs> because she was at work, so she didn't get to mine until like 11.50. And we were up until 3 in the morning. That's crazy. Making that scrapbook. Right. It was the most stressful, intense thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> I felt like I was on fear factor. You probably need to get out a little bit more. Uh, that It was the worst experience of my <laughs> life. Literally. And I told Kelly Marie Tran, and I probably shouldn't, but I was like, we were up until 3 in the morning. I know, it's on video. Sobbing because we couldn't unscrew a fucking scrapbook. Like, I mean, I didn't say it like that. But, but literally... Um, Cut to, like, just picture me, Jessica, on our bed, scrapbooking supplies, fan art everywhere, cosplay photos, <laughs> and just us with a butter knife trying to get this screw out of the scrapbook so that we could put the pages in. And I'm, like, on the verge of tears. I'm like, it's never going to come out. <laughs> like, just, oh, my God, it was so stressful. Okay, but so then you went to the show. Yeah. You to so build. we went to, uh, it was funny, because she was going to be at Good Morning America. So we were like, right. try Good Morning America first. And then we'll try build because you don't know 
It, it was really shit weather. We were like, we don't know. know. And like I said, we did not expect to be up as late as we were, but scrapbooking is actually a lot of work. And we were up until three in the morning. And so we were planning to get up at five in the morning and go to Good Morning America, which is pretty right. late by our standards. Yes, very and, late. and we set our alarm and we woke up at 5 a.m. And it was raining and we were like doing that thing where neither of us wanted to go. But <laughs> we were like trying not to like right. outright say it. So we were like, yeah, I mean, she'll definitely see it at Build. I mean, yeah, yeah. but I'm down if you're down. No, I'm no, I'll still go if you want to go. I just like, but we like definitely, definitely most of us did didn't want to go. go. Right. I mean, it's raining and freezing, I know, I know. and you don't want to go. It's five in the morning, and so no. we're like, yeah, no, 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 we'll just go to Build. So we like go back to sleep, and I wake up and we get a message from someone who's like, she swerved, she didn't stop at Good Morning America, no. and we're and literally we're like, oh, thank God, like. Uh, <laughs> Good call. What a waste of time that would have been. Literally. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so we go to build and very nervous. Um, but we talked to one of the producers and we were like, we have this fan scrapbook for her. Um, could you let her team know or somebody right, right. like, and somebody maybe you could know. bring it backstage to her, like whatever. Yeah. And she comes back and she's like, oh, the moderator saw it and he loved it. And like, he want he loves that kind of like and stuff so mm -hmm. he wants to like try and include it in the show she was like no promises but like whatever right, right. so anyway and then before it starts this producer comes and is like does anybody have any questions but she like drags it out she's like okay guys so there's gonna be a q a and like da, da, da. and me and jess are like raising our hands halfway and then putting them back down because we keep thinking she's gonna be like anybody have any questions, any questions? and then and then finally she's like so does anybody want to ask anything and we're like ooh, 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 ooh. Like, <laughs> like literally in the front row like us us and um so anyway, during the Q&A section of her interview, Jess asked a question first, right. and then the guy's like, so what's that on your lap? And yeah. like, there's a whole video of this online. If you look up her AOL build interview, um, I think the visual will probably do it do more justice, justice than yes. the story. But long story short, look up the video for all the dialogue. But like, we got to give her the fan scrapbook and After Blossom's fan book, Where's Rose, that little picture book adventure, which is so cute. And um, it, it was just so wonderful, like a great moment because, I mean, everybody focuses on like, oh, all the online abuse she suffered and like yeah. whatever. And it's like, I don't like to define her by of just that not. experience because not. it's like right. we appreciated her before all of all that, that happened, happened, you know? Right. And it's like, it felt, the reason I liked it was because it was obviously i was making the scrapbook so i read every letter and me and mm -hmm. jess like made sure to proofread every letter to make sure yeah. none of them were like fuck you we hate yeah, right, you right. know what i mean like yeah. just make sure there were no crazies but luckily it was all fan letters but we would read them and it was like the letters were so nice because literally none of them were like you really inspired me by like you know the way you handled, by the way you handled right. your online abuse it was like most of them were like you really inspired me when you like wrote your real name in that op-ed or like right, most right. of them were like rose means so much to me because blank or like you know what i mean yep, like yep. stuff that is more about her, her work. and her character right. and like how she has touched them as opposed to like how this one singular experience sure. has like kind of culminated into her personality on this and the last couple of mm -hmm. interviews she's done right. and it was like that was just really nice and i'm glad we got to show her like she seemed there's a really lot of people, appreciative, too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who who care about her and her character. And, like, I also think it must be hard. Like, obviously, never 
would never say this to her or anything, but like, I think it must be difficult from going from like, yeah, you're going to be one of the leads in the new Star, Star Wars, Wars and right. to like, yeah, you'll probably have like three lines and like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, yep. and, and that's, I think that's got to be hard because it's like, well, I mean, we were assuming that for we're, I know, yeah, but we don't obviously know. I'm assuming, but I'm also like, they kicked her off all the merch and right, like, right. she has like one shot in the second trailer and right. she hasn't been in any of the new TV spots except way in the back of that Leia mm-hmm. shot. And yep. I'm like, my guess right now is they're probably going to sideline her story wise. The way Jar Jar went from yeah. Phantom Menace to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack of the Clones, where he was like front and center in Phantom Menace and then Attack of the Clones, it was like, okay, two you seconds. got two scenes, yeah. buddy. And, like, that's kind of how it feels. So, I'm like, I, I... So, when that is coming from the people that... Like, the hand that feeds you... Yeah. I imagine that has to, like, fuck with your psyche a little bit. <laughs> so, I was just glad we got to give her, like, all these photos of girls dressed up like her. And, right. like, you know what I mean? And, like, Absolutely. art that people had made because her character inspired them. Like, just right. so that she knows it's not, like, in vain. Like, we all actually are we excited for her. her. And, yeah. and me and Jess said that, too, when we were leaving the stage. We were, like, we're so excited to see Rose and right. Tross and, like... I have said on multiple occasions that I think that she is the coolest, like, after Finn, she has the coolest costuming and, and, like, character change in this time jump. Like, the buns, the gun. (laughs) That was my question that I asked her. I was like, I love Rose because I think I'd be more like her, like a little dorky. I don't think I'd be a Jedi. I think I'd be like, I'd see Finn and I'd be like, (laughs) doing talking, not my forte. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, And I was like, so... Now that she's a commander, how do they, you know, keep that special quality now that she's like a fighter, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, well, I'm super dorky too. And, <laughs> but she said, she was like, there's several lines in this movie that we made sure that Rose is still like... Is still Rose. Still Rose, yeah. That's and great. I was like, people are going to appreciate that. You That's know what awesome. I mean? Very much so, yeah. Rose Hive, rise. <laughs> 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 anyway. Nice. Um, any party? That's words? our last. I know. Podcast. I'm so scared. Until we see the rise of Skywalker. I'm. I'm I fear and for my then, life. young Madeline. I fear for my life. Your coming together will be your undoing. Anything else? No, I'm scared. You're scared. I'm <laughs> it's so gonna be scared. Great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be I have, great. I have. I've never felt more dread in my entire <laughs> life. Like I'm not even excited. I think six months ago I was like, woo! And yeah, now I'm like, exactly. Now You're, I'm like, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a ball. We're seeing it. You're seeing it twice that I'm night. I might twice. see it twice. I'm, I'm going sure. to a screening with my dad and Olive, and yeah. then I'm going to the Raylos Only New York City screening. Amazing. And because I've already seen it. Watch like a SWAT team break in after I say this. But I'm taking the corner seat so that I can film any big moments, like the crowd reaction, because they're all going to be seeing it for the the first first time. time. But I would have already seen it at that point at the Raylo screening. So if there are any big moments, I'm going to film them and get the crowd reaction. But um, now watch everyone like continuously turning around to see if your camera is at the ready because they know know. a big moment's coming. Well, Jessica was like, you're not sitting next to me. But but (laughs) also what's funny is I'm sitting at a solo chair. Like there's nobody next to me. And and she was like, 
just don't tell me when you're coming yeah. because the minute I see your face, I'll know if he's dead. Like she's like, <laughs> and this is funny because our friend Claudia and Jamie, they're right. in Scotland. So they get to see it like 24 hours before us. Oh, and so we're like, this is literally the hardest challenge of our lives is we can't talk we can't for 24 talk, hours. Because right? literally she'll say hi and I'll be like, oh, oh my God, he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> like, but seriously, like I will know, I know. based on the I way know. she says hi, if he's dead or not. So I'm like. I think he's gonna die. I can't wait. I think he's gonna I'm die. Really looking forward I think to it. JJ's gonna be like, I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. I think it's all gonna go to it's shit. It's not gonna be Ray Skywalker, but it is. It's gonna be. She's gonna be connected to the overall forty year narrative. That's what's gonna. She's. It's gonna tie in somehow. I don't know how, yeah, but she's going to be I a piece I'm in this driving get narrative. Fucked over is what's gonna happen. I already saw they're trying to make posts straight, so or, I'm like, here or, we go, already on a sinking ship. Or I, and this is crazy. Or you can just enjoy the food. Poe is, by the way, Poe has never respected a woman in his entire life. And now they're trying to make him straight. You say these things. Have you, has anybody read the extended universe? No, no, nobody has. When the canon content, when Ray is like trying to pilot and Poe is like, y'all are letting a woman do this. And (laughs) and the fact that he never listened to Leia and now all of a sudden they're like, by the way, he's straight. And and he absolutely like like, "Uh, went after Holdo. That's, that's what sends me when people are like, Raylo was abusive. I'm like, dude. I think that Ray's got has suffered more brain damage from being around Poe for a year than she has from anything Ben ever did. <laughs> okay, I get that you're nervous and you're just gonna keep talking because yeah. like you're so scared that the second we shut this down, that means we're that much that closer. major step yeah. closer to Rise of Skywalker. But Madeline, it's gonna be okay. Rise it's of Skywalker. Go so badly. We're gonna we're gonna see it on Thursday, and then we'll somebody do... PayPal me twenty bucks if it goes badly next week. And then... bet. And 60 40 against no no <laughs> and then friday we will do our review mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the next podcast is a review of the rise of skywalker uh, i'm sweating right. right now bro i can't all right can't wait yeah. anything else can't wait all right Woo. may the force be with you everyone uh-huh. <laughs>